This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Black and Blue Report podcast. I'm Sean Kelly, and greetings from Lewisburg, West Virginia today. That's the town just up the road from White Sulphur Springs and the Greenbrier Resorts, where the Saints are training here in 2016. Glad you're with us today on the podcast. Our podcast is presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. It's an off day for the Saints. The team is getting some rest today, some downtime, after a, a very good start to training camp that included three practices and full pads, including yesterday, about midday, and they'll be back on the practice field tomorrow morning with more full padded practices scheduled through the upcoming weekend. And then after that, it's off to New England to practice with the Patriots for a couple days before preseason game number one. So even with the Saints on an off day today, we present our black and blue reports and two great visits today uh, with the Saints. First up, the uh, Alabama alum and uh, returning Saints in Roman Harper, who had a very good practice yesterday. Roman Harper is going to be our first conversation on today's report. We got to continue to come together as a group, understanding what we're trying to get accomplished each call within each call. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they know what we're doing. If we play a certain way and a certain attitude, we're going to set the tempo and the tone by the, how fast we play, how we overwhelm them with our speed and our ability to be violent when we get there to the point of attack. And if we do those things, we're going to set the tempo. And also with us on the Black and Blue Report is Dan Rochar, the offensive line coach for the New Orleans Saints. He's now, I think, in his fourth season, 31 overall in coaching, but he's had several years now with the Saints in multiple roles, including this year's new role as the offensive line coach. Feeling like we're making uh, a little bit of headway and progress. I like our attitude. I like the way the guys are working, the way they're coming in and, and being attentive in the meeting. So, you know, every day we just got to make strides. So two great visits today to kind of hold you over on the off day for the Saints, and uh, we'll start that up here in just a moment. Stay with us. The Black and Blue Report is yours on this Tuesday from West Virginia. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now. So what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-Auctioner or visit auctioner.org. 
Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing touchdown Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Well, Roman Harper knows needs no introduction to Saints fans, so let's just get right to our visit here. First of all, I, I want to know the secret because it looks like you've turned back the clock here in the first couple of days of camp. Have you uh, visited the Fountain of Youth or something here, Roman? Uh, you know, I don't know, man. I think the game's just so much slower now to me. Yeah. I just know how to play faster, so... You know, I can still move around pretty good, man, and uh, I'm healthy. I'm running around good. The last two years in Carolina with these young guys really kind of rejuvenated me. You know, I listen to their music. You know, I know I stay fresh. I stay young. So it's definitely been fun for me. I'm really enjoying myself, and I promise you I'm going to have fun every day I'm out here. That's a good way to go. Are you managing your reps at all, or are they doing it for you, or are you just running like you've always run? Yeah, I've, I've ran like I always run. Um, I'm not as fast as I was when I was 24 or 25. I looked at it on film the other day. I'm like, man, I was fast. Golly, I was impressed with myself. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I think we're doing a great job of monitoring myself. And they're, they're trying to take care of me a little bit too, you know. But, you know, we had some guys with some injuries. It was very funny, you know, just the other day, Marcus Ungar was like, Rome, you got to go back in. And I was in for like seven plays straight. And he was like, yeah, hey, bro, you got to get ready to go back in. I was like, I ain't trying to hear that. No, mm-hmm. nah. mm-hmm. no, I'm good. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, Saints fans ask myself, John, everybody, you know, will this Saints defense be better? And I think I have some decent answers for them, but mm-hmm. what would your answer be to that question? And I know it's early, but what, what is showing promise at this point? Is that, look, we got to understand what we're doing and what we're trying to take away each play that we're out here. And as long as we understand what we're trying to take away, it gives us an advantage. Mm-hmm. You have to take advantage of the offenses when you get it. And I think that's the biggest thing. we got to continue to come together as a group, understanding what we're trying to get accomplished each call, within each call. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they know what we're doing. If we play a certain way and a certain attitude, we're going to set the tempo and the tone by the, how fast we play, how we overwhelm them with our speed and our ability to be violent when we get there to the point of attack. And if we do those things, we're going to set the tempo. And when you do that, teams have to react to you, and they're not setting the tempo and making you react to them. And if we do those things, we'll be really good because talent is not an issue for this team. Okay. Talent's not an issue. It's all about a mentality, I've seen. I get that. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think some folks are hearing, oh, we've simplified things and whatnot. And I think some folks are questioning the football IQ mm-hmm. of the defensive side of the football with this football team. That's, that's not the case, is no, it? No, no, it's not the okay. case at all. Look. Look, football is a very easy sport, especially defense. I mean, if you can count to three, you can probably play defense, you know, one, two, or three. I got one of those three guys and some other things like that, but it's not that hard. At the end of the day, we got to understand what we're doing. Guys got to trust each other. You know, trust is a big a big thing on this defense. And at the end of the day, we get this thing done, and we be able to play faster and faster and faster. And then we overwhelm people, and then we're going to be just fine. And here's yeah, Deuce McAllister teasing we'll bring him a camp. For three in a row over that time, <laughs> you know what? See what he did there. I see. see I see the old Miss Rebel uh, uh, do it to you. It was the first time they won two games straight since like eighteen hundred and something ever. <laughs> exactly. Like exactly. So you know, I laughed because I was joking around with Deuce earlier yeah. at practice, 
And I looked around, and half my, I don't think half these people even know the Deuce chant, you know? Oh, no. They don't even know. Oh, but when we get back to New Orleans, they will. I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you see Deuce, it's Deuce. And, like, I was there. Yes. I witnessed yes. that. Yes. And uh, it was just, you know, I, I just laugh and joke at how, like, time is really taken off, you know? Speaking about joking and laughing, did I hear you say this summer that that you raised Dennis Allen as a coach? Did did I quote? Am I no, quoting you directly on that? No, I did not raise Da as a coach. <laughs> I did not. Okay. No, Marcus Ungaro. I raised. That's him. who it was. I okay. raised Ungaro. Right. You believe that? And yep. he'll tell you the same thing. Me and Malcolm Jenkins, we stayed on him. You know, you know. Look, Ungaro, you got you got like two jobs, right? Don't mess up the computer. In the in the in the in the overview, all right. Just yep. don't mess it up, all right. That's all you got. Don't be talking. There's no mistakes from you, yep. all right. You yep. got an hour and a half to get this thing right. I don't want any misswords, any misspelled words, none of these things. Right. So we hold them to a high standard, man. The same way they hold us to us as players. Peyton Manning shows up at practice on Sunday. Um, did your blood pressure go up a little bit? Did you did you start moving his direction? So I squaring would... your pads up. How how that how that hit you? You know, I saw him yesterday. I was still mad. Because, of course, you know, last time I saw him, the confetti was dropping in his way and not mine. And, and you know, but he comes up to me after his little, you know, he talks a little bit. And he comes up to us. He gives me a, you know, handshake and a nice hug, you know, congratulate me, things like that. And I was just like, I'm still not over it, you know. You just never get over those things. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, we're even now. We're one for one, you know. So Fair it's enough. funny, though. You know, it's crazy, you know, getting to play the same guy six years later in the same, you know, Super Bowl 44 to Super Bowl 50. And the only, you know, I mean, it's just me and him. It's crazy, but you know, that for him to be able to get that win and go out on top, man, it's really great for him. So I congratulated him, and I was happy for him, not the Broncos. Will you, when you're done, will you go visit other teams' camps and maybe try and um, make a, an impression like Peyton did today? I don't know. Yeah. The one dream I do have is when I'm done, I want to go visit college campuses. I want to go to like, I want to go watch a game in Notre Dame. I want to go watch you know, different atmospheres. I want to go down to the swamp in Florida. I want to go to Boise State on the blue turf. I want to go to a Texas-Oklahoma game in Dallas. I want, to, I want to do those things. That's what I want to do. I want to go to a Michigan-Ohio State game. That's what I want to do when I'm done. I want to take a year and do that and just really travel and get away. I never thought of that. You've never had those opportunities. I, I want to tailgate. Yeah. I want to get in a day or so early. I've never got to tailgate. My brothers, my family, yes. they tailgate. I've never got the opportunity. I'm the one always playing. You know, some people have to, you know, somebody's got to keep the lights on around here. That's so. right. You're going to play for a little while longer, so let's not worry about that process. I'm for taking what? it couple day more? by day. All right. I'm a day-by-day day guy. I'm not taking it year to year, completely day-by-day. Day. Fair enough. All right. Thank Always you. enjoy it. Thank you. Roll time. Yep. <laughs> Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and have an amazing game night group experience that you can customize to meet your group's needs. Bring your family, friends, or co-workers, and we'll bring the fun. Make lasting memories while you sit back and enjoy the excitement of watching the world's best athletes and ask how you can be a part of the action on center court. For more information and to book your group night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Well, some 31, 31 years in coaching. I think four now with the Saints. Dan Rocher has got a new role with the Saints this year as he moves over to head up the offensive line. First of all, good to see you. 
Good to see you, Sean. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, so far, so good in this new role? Feeling like we're making uh, a little bit of headway and progress. I like our attitude. I like the way the guys are working, the way they're coming in and, and being attentive in the meeting. So, you know, every day we just got to make strides. Yeah, I know you did it uh, at Michigan State. Shoot, I think you even did some offensive line work with the Bearcats at Cincinnati, didn't you, back in the day? Oh, I've done an offensive line. I have to say in my... T- 28, 29 years of college football, 22 of them were with the offensive line. So I feel like i got, got good background there and good experience. You've, you've coached other positions too, though. but And so out of those different roles, what, what do you enjoy most about working with offensive linemen? Well, I think you start with the guys in general. The offensive linemen are a very special group, um, a group that doesn't get a lot of the accolades. It's just hard work, uh, got that type of attitude every day, and you just appreciate them. They're smart people. They're selfless. Their work ethic is second to none. So it's an easy group to work with. Um, and I'll tell you what, just in my short period of time, I've learned an awful lot from them. It's interesting. I've talked to you know several of them, and they really seem to enjoy a fresh voice in that room. Are you getting that kind of feedback from them as far as their receptiveness to something new and a different way of doing things? Well, you know, it, it's, it's a unique situation in the sense that I've been in the building. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've known these guys a little bit, not nearly as well as I'm getting to know them. And i I be honest with you, I felt like as soon as we went into the room, up even until this point, I just feel like every day we're going in and trying to teach, we're trying to bring a level of intensity, we're trying to bring physicality to the group, and they've been very responsive. So I don't see it any differently. I don't know how they perceive it, but that's just me. Is Max Unger as special as I think he is, watching him the way I do from my vantage point? You know, I said this to the group when we were done. I feel like we've got a couple of guys in that room that have really exceptional abilities. Max has not only exceptional ability, but he's got a very unique quality. If you really watch him as you have, he brings energy. He brings intensity. He's such a competitive guy, and he wants the whole group to play at such a high level. And so you quickly recognize that he sets a standard for all of them to to play mm-hmm. to and follow. And uh, that's a special young man. Is it because of that position? Does does normally the center have to lead the way, or is it because Max Unger is your center? Oh, I think it's because Max Unger is our center. Yeah. I think, and I think, listen, Zach does a great job of leading as well. But there's the uniqueness of the guy going over the ball, and you know, any good team. Uh, game, you're strong in the middle, and uh, he he st- certainly starts the point for us. Yeah, Andrew Speed um, looks so much different, coach, than he did a year ago. What what what? Uh, I guess numerics are different, and and how is that translated in the way that he looks on the football field? Well, you you start right away with what you start. He he he's lighter, he's more lean. He made a great commitment in the off season. Our strength staff's done an outstanding job with him. His conditioning has improved. You know, and he was so, so behind last year. In in fairness to him, with the academic commitment and not being here, and then the transition from being a rookie into the league, he's come a long ways. And yet, there's another level for him to go to. We recognize that. He recognizes that, and we got to keep pushing him. But I would say this: his ability to focus, his ability to 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 continue to take the next play and push forward, you see some some encouraging improvement. Mm-hmm. And with Armstead out right now, um, he seems back at. Are we going to call Andrus Pete a natural tackle? Well, you know, it, I think one of the unique things about Andrus is this. 
he could play left tackle, he could play left guard, he could play right guard or right tackle in our system, and we feel like he could play at a very high level. Okay. And, you know, there's not many guys that can do that. Right now he's, he's getting the majority of his work at left tackle because of where Teron's at right now. The great thing about that is it gives us real opportunity to evaluate both Tim and Senio inside, and so that's a real bonus. And we recognize that when, when, when Teron comes back, we're going to be able to make some moves and uh, try to get our best five on the field. But, uh, you know, that's, 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 that's the good and the bad with, with that situation. If Pete is in your best five and when Armstead comes back, he ends up moving over and playing guard at this point. When you, when you describe, if you give his job duties as a tackle and his job duties as a guard, how are they different and, and how does that adjustment go for a guy like him? Well, I would say the first thing that happens is when you're playing in the guard role, typically you're getting the biggest, strongest people on that defense playing directly over you. When you're playing in the tackle role, you're getting guys that are a little bit lighter, probably a little bit better athlete, mm-hmm. and that ability as a pass rusher to get up the field on you. So, you know, there's one of the quick, unique challenges to the spot. The other thing that happens inside is you're exposed to quickness right now, and so you've got to be on point with your targets. And I'm not suggesting the tackle doesn't have to be, but there is a little bit of latitude with some things we do. Um, so, yeah, and then there's many, many other things, but I just think those are a couple things right off the top of my head. Dan, you play quarterback in college. You coach offensive linemen. So let me ask you about the relationship between this offensive lineman group and their quarterback, primarily Drew Brees. Um, what do they have to be uniquely good at as a group in working with Drew, a guy like Drew? Well, Drew is, is, is so smart. The, the, the fan that would sit in the stands has no idea and can't appreciate it. And I don't think as a young coach coming in here, I did. He changes protections. He manipulates things to pressures. And so these guys have to be in tune with his communication. They have to be as smart as he is and recognize what he's doing. And uh, so that starts right there. I'll tell you, as a group, though, they just respect the heck out of how he comes to work and how he prepares, how he does his job, and they take a lot of pride in keeping people off of him. Oh, and they get mad when they don't, too, don't they? They do. <laughs> they recognize they recognize just how special he is as a competitor, as a player, as a proven winner, and they recognize their job is really important. Not that it's not important, it's, but it's just a, there's a little bit more when he's behind you. We're only a couple days into camp, so this may be a fitting way to end things. If I were to get a legal pad out and ask you to write down maybe some questions that you feel like you need answered by the end of camp about the Saints offensive line, what kind of things would you jot down? Well, the first thing I would start with is continuity. Do we have the right five in the right five spots consistently where they can start to develop this chemistry as they work? That would be the first thing I would think about. The second thing I would want to do is I'd want to see – are we improving our pad level, the acceleration of our takeoff and our run game, and are we controlling the line of scrimmage? And then when I get to the next question, can we protect Drew when everybody in the stadium knows that we've got to throw the ball and throw it effectively? And that seems some, somewhat obvious sometimes. Dan, as always, I appreciate it. Great visit. All right. Thanks, Sean. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors. Watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. 
Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. We're about to wrap things up for this edition of the Black and Blue Report. Again, big thanks to our presenting sponsor, ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Tomorrow we've got a good show uh, working for you. John DeShazer will return as the Saints are back on the practice field. We'll also hear, I think, from Andrus Pete tomorrow on a Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Thanks again to all of you who have been following not only this uh, podcast, but uh, all the coverage on NewOrleansSaints.com. There's plenty more for you today to take in. And, uh, of course, you can follow on Twitter, at Sean Kelly Live. Uh, and, of course, at the official Saints uh, Twitter account, at Saints. Thanks again to our producer today, Fred Ruckert. And we'll be back with you tomorrow, right here on the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.